Well, good evening. How are you? <laughs> it's good to have someone ask that sometimes, huh? How's it going? How's life? How's your day? How was your week? And I was thinking and praying about preaching tonight and you know the Lord was really just speaking to my heart of how you know when we come to church you know this is this is supposed to be a place where you can let your hair down huh this is a place where you can be with God where you can come out of the world and you know and, and let your heart be you know sometimes we we feel like I think we're driving our hearts all week longer or pushing here, or we're feeling pushed here, or pushed there, or pushed everywhere. And I really think the Lord wants to invite us today. He wants to invite us to, uh, to get a... Uh, I want everyone to take their pulse. Take your pulse. Put your hand... Feel your, feel your, I just want you to feel your heartbeat, alright? Just feel your heartbeat. Is it beating? hope so. The basics. Coming to church is getting back to the basics. Coming to church is getting a pulse. It's remembering, why is my heart beating? I think sometimes we're, we're, we're out there and there's so much going on, you know, and even as we gear up for Christmas, we can be so busy about so many things and we forget why our heart's even beating. And sometimes, like, this is a great little outward sign of prayer. When you're going through your work week, or you're going through your day, and you're at home, and you feel like you're being pulled in 20 directions. Anyone ever feel that way? When you feel that, that tension, or that stress, or that whatever it be, I want you to just remember today here at church, I want you to stop, take a deep breath, feel your heartbeat. And then ask yourself, why is my heart beating? Why am I here? Why did God create me? And start pondering that. And so, in our readings today, in our Gospel, there's this character called John the Baptist, and he's out in the desert. And he's proclaiming the Gospel in the desert, or he's preaching in the desert, repent. You know, repent, believe in the good news. You know, he, he's saying, repent, there's one coming after me. So, he's in the desert. And because he's a very charismatic person and filled with the Spirit of God from the very womb, he was baptized in his mother Elizabeth's womb. Remember when the Blessed Virgin visited Elizabeth, her cousin, and the, the baby leapt in her womb. And, and so, there was a baptism. John was baptized with the Holy Spirit in the womb. Okay? And so he's out in the desert. And he's pulling people into the desert. Why? So we could hear the baby cry. It's true. We got to go into the desert to hear the baby cry. This baby, me, we got to go into the desert to get back in touch with the heart of what it means to be a human being. 
When we're out in the world, we're so busy, we forget why we exist, why we live. We forget to look into each other's eyes and see a sparkle and say, how's your day going? Whether we're, we're going here or we're texting or flicking channels or we're doing this or we're doing... There's so many things. We forget that personal, intimate call that each one of us have. We're each called to intimacy. And it's not... You know, it, it's, you, know I, I, you might have all heard this said, but the word intimacy, right? You break it up. Into me, see. You see into me because I allow you and I take the time to allow you. And I see into you because you allow me and take the time to allow me. I look into your eyes. I look into your, your life. I care about you. You show care for me. Relationship. Your heart and my heart, our hearts are beating for one reason. We're created for love and relationship. That's why our hearts beat. And when we're out there in the world, we can get so caught up with all the busyness, we can forget that. And that's why sometimes I think we feel a lot of anxiety or stress or a lot of things in our lives pulling us because we, we, we lose touch with that basic message of the gospel, of, of who we are, and, and lose the pulse of life. The pulse of life. Sometimes you've got to come out of the desert. The church is kind of like that. You know? Where, where you come out of the world and we're all sitting here now. And hopefully we can be ourselves here and we can let God see into us and then we can see into Him. And we can have a communion experience with our Lord as we, as we leave the busyness and enter into this. Now, intimacy can be very uncomfortable sometimes, huh? You know, you ever play the stair game? <laughs> Not saying you stare at everyone, but you know, when you look at it, you know, the, the eyes are the mirror of the soul. Do you ever, and I do this, we all do this, but you know, when someone wants to make eye contact, sometimes we have a hard time doing that, huh? You ever ask yourself, why is it hard to look into the eyes of our Lord? For example, you can use your imagination in prayer. Right now, Jesus is truly present here in this church. The Son of God, just as He walked the earth, He's right here, truly present. We can't see Him with our physical eyes, but He's here. We believe. And He wants to look into your eyes right now. Are you comfortable looking into God's eyes? Jesus Christ is the human face of God. Look into His eyes. When you receive communion today, I want you to close your eyes and use an image of looking into the eyes of Jesus. Okay? Try this when you have communion. Or, or, or when you, if you don't receive communion, you could still do it. God will come to, he, you know, he comes to us all. So, close your eyes at communion and look into His eyes. Alright? Then, pay attention to what's going on inside of you when you're looking into His eyes. 
chances are we're all going to feel a little uncomfortable, maybe. Because we're so used to people maybe judging us because of what we have, or how we fell, or what we fell to meet this standard or that standard. And so we take all of that stuff and we put it into Jesus' heart. And we think He's looking at us like the world looks at us. And so we'll, we'll be downcast. We'll want to text. We'll want to turn the TV on. We'll want to go shopping. We'll want to go to the refrigerator. We'll want to do all kind of stuff. But what's most important, looking into the eyes of the Beloved, of our Lord, that's the only thing that's going to cure us from fear, from anxiety, from depression, from stress. Nothing can heal us. He's the only one. It's in the gaze of Jesus that you're healed and I'm healed. And it's again, leave the busy world, come into the deserts, of prayer and gaze at Him and let Him gaze at you. And pay attention to the movements here when you're gazing. Do this, you know, even with husband and wife, you know, sometimes there's even discomfort there. If we're honest, we all are uncomfortable sometimes looking into someone's eyes. But God's challenging you and me to let Him look into our hearts and our eyes. I dare you to fall in love with God. I dare you. That's my challenge for you. Fall in love. What are we afraid of? Let's fall in love. Let's fall in love with God. Why did God become man? Because He wanted human eyes. Why does He want human eyes? And human hands? And human ears? So He can listen to you and me. Not all just globally. He wants you. He doesn't want just everyone. He wants each and every single one of us. He wants to look into our eyes. He wants to hear us as we speak to Him. He wants to touch us. He wants to hold us. He wants to love us. But again, we have a choice. You're going to have to, and I'm going to have to, let go of any preconceived ideas that I've carried into church today with the world. The world has put a lot of ideas in your mind this week, and you've got to let those go. I want you to, at offertory, you put all those ideas on this altar, and at communion time, you say, Hi, Jesus. I'm Michael. Hi, Michael. I'm Jesus. And you begin your relationship fresh. Begin fresh. That's how He wants to begin. Not like, oh, I saw you the other day. I saw you spitting out those nasty words. Or, I saw you uh, judging that person. I saw God wants your hearts. He wants our hearts. He's not going to leave us. And He's going to keep coming after us. He's a lover. He pursues us. And in the desert, there's nowhere to run. It's kind of like marriage, right? 
can't really run. Once I just had a, I had a wedding today at two o'clock. They're standing up here, you know, and they're making their vows. It's like, you know, I, I could get a rope and tie them. And I was I thought about super gluing their hands at marriage prep, you know, and saying I just wanted to really impress upon you the permanence and beauty of, of love. But this is what God wants to do with us. He's, he's, he wants to, he made wedding vows with you at baptism, okay? You're married to God. He's not afraid of us. So again, I just didn't challenge it at communion. At first, an offertory. Put all your preconceived ideas on the altar. Okay, let them go. Whatever you brought in here from the world. And then at communion time, close your eyes and look into his eyes. Then pay attention to the movements of your heart. And then... You talk to him about what you're feeling when he's looking at you. Lord, I, Lord I'm thinking of, uh, I'm feeling ashamed of last week when I did this or did that. Or I'm feeling, I'm feeling disappointed or I'm feeling like a failure, Jesus. Okay, see, you've begun a, re- that's the relationship, right? You're, you're talking. That's it. You're talking. You're looking. You're talking. You're beginning a relationship with him. Okay? So, try that. And not just at Mass here, but all week. Take 15, 20 minutes. Take your pulse. Look into his eyes. Dialogue with him about what's going on here. So, let's pray for each other this week as we get closer and closer to this beautiful gift of Christmas where we actually encounter this beautiful gift of our God who takes on a human face so that we can look at us.